Hello, party people. Welcome to the third episode of Pull Up a Seat. I'm Alex Starr, and I have a sweet episode in store for you guys today. Uh, first off, though, I wanted to give a big heartfelt, heartfelt thank you to everybody out there who has texted me, Facebook messaged me, uh, sent me smoke signals, and otherwise contacted me, letting me know uh, that they've listened to the show and they've shared it. Um, and that they've been inspired by it. Uh, it's just that I've been eternally grateful um, for all my friends out there. Um, and it really means a lot to me. So just wanted to say that. And um, if you have any comments or suggestions how much this podcast sucks or how it's the best thing you've ever listened to, send it over to pull up a seat at alexstar.com. Um, and we have a really interesting show. Um, it's Mira Joshi and Eric Mann. And I met them uh, in Peru at a Spanish school this past winter when I was traveling around down there in South America. And uh, they were working on a microfinance film uh, involving local Peruvians. And it kind of shifted into another uh, film. And it's de la tierra film.com. It is a documentary. And the way that she described it to me is three subjects interviewed are all very different yet share core values expressed in different ways. These are the values we can all relate to regardless of language, race, or religion. They are part of what makes us human. Okay, so it's a shaman, a farmer, and an alpha proven family connected by the earth, God, and music. Okay, it's incredible stuff. Um, they were amazing people. They are amazing people. They're still around. Um, and they're working on this film. So check it out. Um, it's really cool. They're, they're just interesting people doing interesting things. Uh, that's DeLaTierraFilm.com. They got a little 30-second teaser. I'll post all the information on the, uh, the info section of this podcast. Uh, just do yourself a favor. Check it out. It's 30 seconds. Uh, and I think you really enjoy it. Uh, and last little bit of business is I need some more reviews. On iTunes, apparently it's important uh, to get ratings. So, the first five people who leave me a written review on the podcast, I'm going to randomly select, and I haven't decided how I'm going to do that yet, but I will randomly select one person to receive decadent, indulgent, aphrodisiac chocolate-covered strawberries. You can share them with yourself. You can share them with your significant other. You can give them to your dog. You can give them to your neighbor if you wanted and and start a f- connection with a neighbor you never talked to. But, of course, they're going to love chocolate-covered strawberries. And then you guys fall hopelessly in love and you completely forget about anything in life that ails you because you are intertwined soul-to-soul with this person that you met by giving them chocolate-covered strawberries by writing a review on iTunes. That'd be sweet. So, uh, that'd be a big favor to me. And besides that, enjoy the show, and I will see you guys on the other side. Ciao. Welcome to Pull Up a Seat with your host, Alex Starr.
I'm here with Eric Mann. Yes. And Mira Joshi. <laughs> I said it right, right? Yeah. Cool. And um, we're in Lima. And um, thanks a lot for coming and talking. No problem. On the podcast. No problem. Um, you guys seem like really genuine people. So I was like, oh, you guys were saying all the stuff you're doing. I was like, I have to get you guys to talk about so all the, the interesting things. So the con is working. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are going to be like, all right, cool. Now we can pitch our yeah. our pharmaceutical yeah, exactly. products to you yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We've just been practicing in the mirror for 45 days. <laughs> Remember, this is what you say. You don't fuck this up. Are we supposed to, like, swear and things like that? Or? Anything you want. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's the internet. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. No, the more the more open and the more swearing, the better, I think. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. sounds fine. Yeah. Fine. If you're going to, yeah, if you're going to swear in real life, you fucking shit, you better fucking do it. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you guys are talking about... You guys were on a farm, because I remember I was mentioning woofing. Yeah. And you guys were there to do a documentary for your website, Mira. But you're doing a documentary on microfinance, is that it? Yeah. I've had yeah. a large piece go sour at this point. <laughs> so what um, should we begin like? Yeah, so, so just tell me, yeah. yeah, what's up with it? Yeah. So we first came to Peru with this idea of making a microfinance. And you're from New, I'm from Australia. You're from Australia, but you have a New Zealand citizenship. Yeah. Okay, then you're from San Francisco. You live in New York. Yeah, so we're like contacting all these microfinance agencies and kind of getting some bites back. Um, but then we would just talk to people about what we were doing. And um, the very first lead that we got was in a restaurant in Cusco called Shaman Vegan. And we met a guy at a communal table and uh-huh. he was just like, What are you guys doing in Peru? And we said, we were here to make a documentary about farmers and microfinance, and he was like, "Well, this is perfect because I my grandparents run a farm, so oh, we'd really? like to invite you." Yeah, that's always how it works. Huh? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so yeah, well, um, yeah. So we've been like working a lot in the is United it, is States. It, is this a project that both of you like? In, uh, yeah, kind of started together. Uh, yeah. Well, Kate, it's Kayleen Duck. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of it has like a long or kind of has like a long like kind of murky story. Of, uh, before I met Mira, uh, I wanted to like travel somewhere to like South America or whatever, and um, I wanted to I guess do docs maybe, but I wasn't really sure because I've more done like narrative things, um, and so. Uh, I was working a lot and getting, like, really sick and just wanted to, like, get out of New York. I think I was just very uh, with life right. style. And I liked kind of the more, like, Indiana Jones-esque style <laughs> where you just, like, kind of live and, like, work in a city and then right. you kind of, like, disappear for a little while and right. come back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had a vague idea, a very vague idea. And then I met Mira um, in the, and the rest in is this summer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she came with her prospectus and everything. Yeah. But um, uh, uh, we met at a party, and then we started dating after like six, five or six months or less, four months. I have no <laughs> idea. But um, so it's kind of like because Mira, you know, as her visa was ending, and right. so it was kind of uh, you met in New York. Yeah, yeah we met in New York. We both went yeah. to NYU. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, and so, met at a party. It's a classic way to be <laughs> college. Like, yeah, you meet someone at a party. Yeah, yeah it was the best. Orgy I've ever been to. <laughs> um, swing and swing, um, swing and bash. Met her from, saw her from across the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. We were both going down our respective people and we're like, who's that person? Um, but, uh, yeah, so kind of like a discussion because Mira's visa was coming up and I also wanted to leave the country. Right. So it was like kind of the timeline worked out and then there was a lot of discussions about making like, I guess docs or do you have any remembering of how that came about or like how it Yeah, I guess um, we were both interested in traveling and interested in making things because we'd been working in New York um, and kind of too tired every day to actually make things. And so we were talking about traveling and... You know, we had this equipment, and we're, we had these interests, and, like, microfinance. Put the two and, and two together. Yeah, and we just kind of were like, well, it's more interesting to travel when you have an excuse to meet people. And yeah, yeah and, there's, and there's some type of, like, creative outlet for it, like, with the traveling. Like, exactly. Like, some type of purpose with it, even if it's just recording people on, yeah. on tables. No, exactly. <laughs> and uh, if there's any type of way to make your traveling tax-deductible, that's always a... Oh, can you guys do that? Uh, I... I don't know because we're. I think I'm. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm having to like discuss. We'll discuss this later. Yeah, we don't want the IRS creeping yeah, in on our phone. Yeah, but like <laughs> I'm shooting stuff for like a B-roll company as well, and uh-huh. then the. I mean, these documentaries are also like I guess technically part of my profession and right. stuff. So yeah, no, you probably could write yeah, them off. So, yeah, so um, um, yeah, so that's interesting. But I, I think a lot of it was also like in New York, you kind of like see your life. Um, kind of just like passing before your eyes and you're always really? still working and weird kind of just getting like sick and unhealthy or whatever. So really, yeah, yeah I felt so or just like not feeling like this is like the life I wanted to like live right. in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, so then we got the tickets and came to Peru, but then it, so it kind of became like very obvious pretty quickly or like within the first month when we were taking language classes at Peruania for Spanish that, um, the, we're not going to be able to like move fast enough, or like the organizations were both not going to be able to like move fast enough and it was not going to be very like lit or like it wasn't going to be a very liberal experience I would yeah, say yeah but you know the organizations have a particular style that they want in they want, Peru you're talking about uh, well, just, just like microfinance organizations or like banks uh, and things like that yeah. so. they want to be portrayed uh, in a certain way or they want a certain style yeah. so we wanted and to be independent so you were meeting some um well, we were sending out, like, a lot of, like, emails and stuff, and we would get... Get a lot like, of resistance. I don't know if they get responses, like, but they weren't, curious. like, very... Yeah, curious. Yeah, but we weren't getting very, like, um, embracing, like, responses, right. except for right. one group that, in later, we actually had to, like, ironically, like, not ditch, but, like, kind of, like, like take us to fit them in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh... uh yeah. So, what would you? Say? What would you? Say? Um, yeah. I mean, also um, from my perspective, like I was starting to get a, a interest in documentary. Um, I started making one about a friend of mine in New York who mm-hmm. had been hit by a subway car, and he was a, he's a dancer, and so how that affected him? Yeah, it's a about lot. well, yeah, it's about <laughs> him take a while to get setback. Yeah, yeah a little setback. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, like a re- like a redemption. Story. Exactly. Yeah, and he's fuck also, the subway. Yeah, I just want to dance. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, yeah, he's getting his prosthetic and no shit, mm. totally positive, like amazing person. Yeah, it's uh, good. Those types of things are uh, those types of stories, you know, like your guys' or something. It, they're important for other people to hear about, you know. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, because someone else can be like, oh, I got cancer, or something horrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Damn, that guy got hit by a subway and he's back at it. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also very interesting as. I guess in the podcast realm as well, where you just kind of have many interesting 
stories are about. Dude, that's why I started it, man. Because the more I talked to people, it was like, oh, you, man, I wish someone should record what you just yeah. told me. And yeah. then I was like, oh, someone should record what you just told me. And I was like, why don't I just start recording what these people are telling me? Yeah. Like, that's basically how it started for us. Yeah. Too, it's, for this series. It seems like yeah. there's a very big wave of people now, yeah, who are kind of getting involved in the docu story or I like think it, well and I think it helps spread a lot of like good collective energy I guess you could say like spreading yeah. it out there like yeah. as opposed to just creating um mindless garbage yeah yeah for like, sure MTV. <laughs> Only because yeah, you're wearing the shirt. <laughs> fuck your shirt. Brought we got a guy. Yeah, yeah. This podcast is sponsored by yeah, I'm sure the new is. show Toddlers in Tears. Yeah, so. or like um, if it comes where we like make these documentaries and we get like a deal being like MTV like wants to put your documentaries on their show. It's like, yeah. oh great, hopefully they never hear. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm wearing the shirt. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can still sponsor me. Yeah. <laughs> Mirror wants to be sponsored by MTV. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, it's interesting, too, when I think about people like, you guys like, oh, New York sucks. Like, you know, I'm going to leave. Or like how, I think a lot of people, like I do that, too, with uh, where I'm from or where I go to. Um, it's like, I don't know if it's Generation Y. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know if it's like a millennial thing. Like, oh, uh, like, you know, they say that we're like the entitled generation. And, yeah. Like, but I think we also have travel at our disposal. We have... You, know, very cheap you can well. book your ticket and and book your hostel and and do a podcast and and probably order and, and you can order Chinese food and then look at it. what yeah. you can do that with these I had no idea it's a special, <laughs> special feature you have a jailbreak the phone <laughs> yeah there's so many things you can do on this thing yeah you know I could probably push a couple buttons and a puppy would pop out yeah. like I have no idea yeah um, that it's just so easy to do that but. Um, I don't know if it's like yeah, our generation. That's like, especially in the U.S. It's like it's like, like oh, I'm, I want to go travel and like I'm gonna yeah, you know like, um, and sometimes it makes me feel kind of selfish. This kind of little side note, but yeah, it makes me feel kind of selfish when I come here and it's like yeah, I'm here like wandering around the streets and like there's a bunch of poor people and I'm that's, like da, 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 like I'm yeah. here and I'm white and I'm great yeah, <laughs> like, to, yeah, you know what I mean and like it's not like I don't have a ton of money yeah, but um, I obviously have more than. A lot of these people. Yeah. It, will, it almost makes you feel guilty for traveling, which yeah. it shouldn't, because I think everyone would do that if they could. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just... It's just yeah. You know, I, that is interesting, because so much of, I guess, like, the work we've been doing, and I just like traveling around, is there's you see those, like, uh, memes or whatever on Facebook that's yeah. like, you know, the things you got to do, like, explore the world, see this place, like, expand your mind, and then often think, like, that there are so few people who can, like, actually, like... Do That's that what I'm saying. It's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a, um, I don't say white, but it's definitely like a middle upper class. Um, yeah. Um, privilege. Privilege. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Privilege. Yeah. 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 All those memes on Facebook and everything. Yeah. And yeah. Like, gotta, gotta go live like, you know, uh, be true to yourself and like, do do what like your passion is and stuff. That's yeah. a, that's a middle class privilege. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. A lot of these people walking around, they can't like oh, just do what your do what your heart tells you to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You, well, not if you have five kids and like you grew up, yeah, in, like you know, super poor. Yeah, in it's the seems, slums, it's a little harder. Yeah, like, just follow your heart. Yeah, it seems like a better <laughs> message is like do what is best for your like circumstances. Or yeah, I guess yeah. Do do the best you can with what you got. That yeah, yeah. Is. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's a little sidebar I was thinking of. Um, but so the, the farm you guys were on. Yes. Um, so you guys went there. This is the guy you met in Cusco. Yeah. yeah and you go, sweep, down, when, where, 
You guys yeah. go to the farm, which is outside of Cusco? No. It's, um, well, I guess, so in the timeline, we, um, we left, we left, and correct me if I'm like wrong about anything, but we left Lima after three weeks of Spanish class and had no real leads or whatever. Right. So our docs was like, yeah. We we had like buyouts, you know. We yeah, yeah. With these like microfinance company. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Just so going out on a, yeah, on a limb. We had to see Machu Picchu and right, like so, okay, we can take a little break from work. Or, right. We take a break, and then it, it's funny how you you took a break from it, and it came right to you. Yeah. Well, I guess we became. That's something we've learned is like if you're very flexible and very open, there's like kind of limitless, well, there's many possibilities. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. um, so we were just still looking in, very, like, looking into what subject we would do, and we went to a restaurant called Chum Vegan, yeah, and there was this guy, there was a communal table, and um, one of the guys was, like, kind of like a tour guide or whatever. How would you describe Mount Hu? Oh, um, well, there was the owner of the restaurant. Right. Um, and he would do these other kind of, like, spiritual retreats or, like, mm-hmm. tours, um, and then his friend was right next to him, and um, his name was Marco Antonio, and he's who we started talking to about. Marco Antonio. <laughs> yeah, very previous. Yes. Um, yeah, and so <laughs> he invited us to his grandparents' Did he have a farm. cape on and, like, a black, yes. you know, like, eye mask? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's what everyone wears in Cusco. <laughs> common, the common thing. Um, so, yeah, with the microfinance... Um, I mean, all I know about it is I think I watched a documentary. There's a guy in India that's really famous. I don't remember his name. Yeah, who well, started this with with, with, yeah. with women particularly, right? Yeah. And he yeah, Muhammad Yunus. just did these little micro loans. Okay, you can like it's ten dollars, and they can buy yeah. the product to sew or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, Yunus, right? Yeah, Yunus. Yeah, that's Yunus. right. Yeah, he wrote a yeah, book from uh, Bangladesh. Okay, that's right. That's right. Um, and so, what are they doing in? At the farm. How did the microfinance fit into this, well, this farm? the documentary kind of changed as we... Because we were always very flexible. Like, uh-huh. that kind of started as our initial interest. Uh-huh. But, you know, we started becoming very interested in people's lives and how people uh-huh. make a livelihood and how they live. Because right. all we know is this, like, first world kind of life. Right, right. And this idea that you can only, like, go to school, go to college, get a job. Get a family, start popping out those yeah. kids, yeah. Like, that's the only yeah. way to live. And, sure. you know, people look at the farms and, you know, the shamans and everything, and they're just like, I don't know, they don't know how to understand it. So we're well, sure, yeah, it's a very... um uh, rural, like, um, archaic, kind of yeah. like perfect farming, Yeah, you know, and it's very, um, especially, it's yeah. very true, you yeah. know, and like a lot of stuff in the U S especially is like working in, you know, finance. It's all kind of, those are all just like society careers. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know I mean, like farming, if the whole society collapsed, farming's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and a big problem is in the U S as well is that like all the children of the farmers, don't want to be farmers. They want right. To to the yeah, city. I think it's like the average age is like 60-something. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, farmers. Yeah, there's a huge push by the government, by the Department of Agriculture, to like educate young farmers yeah. and get all these young farmers, which I think is starting to happen because I think there's this big pushback against technology. Oh, really? And a lot of people now are like going back, you know, a lot of uh, farmers markets and a lot of... Um, yeah. Uh, like, you know, meditation and ayahuasca retreats. I, I think because... Yeah, I think there's like a direct um, relation between like this huge influx of technology that's come on lately. Yeah, I know for me too is like 
when like Facebook started getting big and so I just felt like my mind was getting fucked. <laughs> like yeah. every day it was like distracted. I already had problems focusing and then it was Facebook and then your phone's buzzing and like, you know, you're having a conversation with someone and your phone's vibrating yeah. and it automatically takes you out of what you were talking about. Yeah. Like, even if you didn't want it to. Yeah. And then it sits there and you're like, oh, I wonder who that was. Yeah. You know? And so then there's this huge comeback to like nature and, and ayahuasca type of retreats and yeah. meditation and stuff like that. Mindfulness is like a huge word now. Yeah. Um, I think it's just in response to technologies like yeah. rise, even though it's a really old thing you know it's like 2,000 years old you know with the I don't know 5,000 with like the Buddha and stuff but now it's like you know quote unquote new age yeah you know but I think it's making this huge comeback because of that in my opinion that's just what I what I felt for myself too. yeah um, I guess so, I guess in New York also there's a there's like a strong detachment from like your exit or like your life in a certain way we don't really like have an active understanding of like how you fit into kind of like the cycle of just like you make things. So there's like the food that you eat. And right. Just right. Kind of like yeah. 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 So that was something that I found really interesting about the idea of kind of getting a better sense of what it's actually like. Right. To for live sure. Off of the earth. Not like a, not like a hippie ish sense or whatever, but right. more of like an actual living sense of what just it doing. Means. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and then also in New York, I mean, you're so surrounded by, um, affluence and also, right. uh, and also, I guess the, your, the economics of like existence is always so like in your face and it's so like, um, I think for microfinance specifically, it was very interesting to think of like, uh, the idea of people being able to build like an economy without needing these like huge, conglomerates. like, yeah, conglomerates and like oh, corporations right. and everything. So, um, that I found interesting. Cause well. it seemed like it'd be really hard in New York. For somebody to do that, so, yeah, like, the yeah. banks just kind of ruled the rule. Yeah, that I guess that was also a thing is like, yeah, that the, we're in New York for like Occupy Wall Street and um, oh, you were, yeah, and I guess for the financial. When was that? Like two thousand seven and yeah, onwards, yeah, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. I guess I, I wanted a lot of those things made me want to have like a much more. Uh, um, like knowledgeable perspective uh, of the whole situation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah so because it's complicated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's no like right or wrong, really. I, I mean, kind of, I mean, it seems in life there's everything's just like this big gray, A big gray. Yeah, Fifty gray. Shades of Gray, right? Yeah, yeah. my and, favorite book. Exactly. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, but um, so I guess so. Yeah. Then the farm back to the farm. Yeah, so we yeah, met yeah. Marco Antonio, and he, um, so we arranged kind of a kind of ambiguously that we would get in contact with him somehow right. in the future about um, meeting up with his relatives. But then. Uh, but then, so the first project we did, we did not expect to be doing really because I knew that we wanted, I, or I wanted to do like at least three short projects while here to be like, aha, we've done something. Right. And, um, look, mom and dad, I made yeah, something of exactly. myself. <laughs> exactly. So, um, uh, so we, we have friends who went and did an ayahuasca retreat or whatever. Right. And, um, I had not intended to do like ayahuasca when I was coming here because I'm always very like nervous about doing drugs like abroad right. because of the legality reasons. And also just if right. you don't want your guard down when you're yeah. in like a strange country. No, yeah. yeah. So you guys did that before the farm, before you actually, yeah, yeah. so the, it would, the timeline would be for Ooh, the let's projects. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> it was the ayahuasca one first and then it was the, it was the farm near like Chiticaca and okay. then it was. Chincho, where we started working with these 
conformists, but then moved over to working with these Afro-Peruvians who, and then that was like the final doc. And then Sounds her, awesome. and then starting yeah. to work on uh, her and on Mira's, um, how we met. Series. Okay. But, oh, how um, we met series. Right. Yeah. Well, walking through, um, yeah, fascinating the the ayahuasca because I started. I don't know what if you guys listen to other podcasts, but like I listen to Joe Rogan and um, uh, Warrior Poet Project, which is um, Aubrey Marcus, and then um, what's that? Can be no Duncan Trussell. Okay. Anyway, they a lot of them do ayahuasca and they come back and talk about it. Or they bring people on that have done it and stuff, yeah. and it's making this. That's making kind of a big. It's kind of hitting the mainstream it's a little just bit. Just about ayahuasca. No, no, no. They talk about a bunch of stuff, but they, a lot of them have done it and they have people on that talk about it. Yeah. How it helped them. Oh, I saw my past. I saw my future. I yeah. saw my dead relatives. Mm-hmm. I saw the um, spirit of the mosquito and talked to him. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Oh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Iquitos, um, for you listeners that don't know, I just found this out about a week ago, is the largest city on earth not accessible by road. Yeah. So, you need to take a boat up. Is it the Amazon from um, from the, the south as well? Yeah, you can go from Pucallpa yeah. and there's yeah, another Pucalpa, place see. Yeah, called right. something see. I remember. Euromaguas <laughs> yeah. might be yeah. what it's called. Yeah. So you can fly in, you can take a boat, and then from there you can take boats um, downriver into Brazil, Brazil or Belize Columbia. or Colombia. That's yeah. right. Up to the Amazon, the yeah. Amazon River. Yeah. yeah, kind of east on the Amazon towards right. the Atlantic. Right. So, um, so how the hell... You didn't want to do it. You didn't want to do it. Well, how did how did you how did you I didn't think who heard about it first? Well, um, Eric's friend from high school was yeah. in Peru with his girlfriend, and, and they're actually uh, going to be the first how we met subject. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were raving about it, and Eric's friend like, Alex beyond raving about it. Yeah, it was like this. What I hear it's like. I mean, it's obviously mind altering, but yeah. it can yeah, be life changing. Kind of um, spiritually. Um, yeah, change. I don't know a better word than yeah. Just I mean, an extreme alter alteration of of like your consciousness. Yeah, a lot of people will say it's like the best thing they've ever done. Yeah, which is yeah. pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. So run me. So so your your buddy says, "Hey, we're doing this and it's yeah. great." And we it, went to this place. Yeah. And you guys are like, you well, guys talk well, about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they no, they put like you have to do it. Like, <laughs> oh really? Like not in a way where it's like we'll kill you if you don't. But it's, they're just like, you can't not do it. Right. You know, so that was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but still at first I was like, I didn't think I want to do this. Like, right. if something goes wrong, like, I don't right. want to be stuck in the middle of the Peruvian jungle. Yeah, right. and that's deep jungle. Yeah. Like, Quitos is, yeah. like I said, not accessible by road. Yeah, yeah. It's no joke. It's probably the deepest you could probably get in. Well, no, yeah. I mean, in Brazil, you, but, like, in the world, it's some of, like, the deepest, darkest jungle that you yeah. can, like, get into. And so the place, you guys took a boat. From Iquitos, you took a boat yeah, to a little town a, farther up the river, right? Up the Nanai River, yeah. Up the Nanai River, that yeah. sounds so badass. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, we I flew into Iquitos. Yeah, well, <laughs> took a canoe up the Nanai River. Do you, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Werner Herzog. So I wanted to go to Iquitos before uh-huh. um, the ayahuasca thing because I I was a big fan of. A gear of the wrath of God. Oh, so maybe you were meant to go to Akitos. Yeah, exactly. It was all meant to be. Yeah, yeah. so Akitos <laughs> was always kind of on the itinerary, right. but ayahuasca wasn't. Right. Um, because I wanted, because I was very interested. We were both very interested in the jungle right. in general. Right. Um, but yeah, so it kind of like synced up well because we knew we were going to go to Akitos at some point anyway. Perfect. I think, right? I mean, it's Yeah, we always wanted yeah. to check out the jungle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And so. Did you research it? Yeah. Like, so so, so at first I was like, no. 
And then yeah. I started researching it and reading all these articles online. And, you know, the New York Times even talked about one ceremony yeah. people in Bushwick did um, in New York. And all of the um, experiences that the people were talking about were so beautiful. And I just kind of felt like, okay, at this time in my life, I'm 23, I kind of... I have so many pods ahead of me. I don't know which direction to take necessarily. Right. It seems like a really good thing to do. To good timing. Yeah, help me yeah. out. <laughs> and the shaman I'm, path. Kind of yeah, yeah, and I'm like interested in spiritual things. Right, so of course. It seems like a very spiritual experience as well. Right, of course. So, <laughs> of course. I was kind of like, all right, I think we should do this. So yeah. did you hit, was there a point where you were like, did you read one sentence that was like, Okay, that's it. I'm for sure going to do it. Well, or just reading all the articles. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you can read one thing that it's yeah. like, I don't know, like, yeah, and then I, it showed me this path, and it's like, oh, man, I really, okay, I for sure got to do that. Like, that's yeah, calling my name now. There's more you know like trust in the shop. Like, when you see, like, a Skittle bag on the counter, like, okay, yeah. I need to eat that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. well, like, you had one article, and you're like, I need to take ayahuasca. Now. Yeah, the recurring yeah. theme, and, like, what a lot of people were saying, and our friends, too, is, like, that they felt just so warm and safe and like any question they had, they had an inner voice telling them the answers. Uh-huh. And that seemed to be something recurring through like a lot of people's experiences. And I looked at forums as well. And there are some people that have bad trips on it. They can I have like, well, oh, they can, I guess we'll talk about it. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So the, I mean, the, yeah, I'm just going from yeah. secondhand. What I have yeah. like read and stuff is that a lot of people do like, I think they have excellent experiences, but what I've read too is that, I mean, just like life, you like in the midst of that really good experience, you have a bad part, and then like you come out of it, kind of thing. I don't know. You guys tell yeah. me, obviously, what. Yeah. Whoever wants to start, tell. I want to hear about what the hell you saw. What'd you feel? Would you? Uh, how much did you throw up? Stuff like that. Oh yeah, I threw up a lot. And it tastes yeah. like shit, doesn't it? Oh fuck! Doesn't yeah, it taste like a bare, like battery acid? The like just time, absolutely okay. terrible. The first time I tried it for the first ceremony, right. I was like, "This tastes fine. Kind of tastes like kombucha, but smoky." Smoky kombucha. Kombucha's that the, the uh, gelatinous little balls, right? Yeah, it's like no, fermented no, no. tea. It's at the bottom of the like drink that you have. No, it's, no, it's the tea. It's, it's like, like a tea mushroom. Tea. Okay, yeah. okay. But it, um, oh, it makes me puke just thinking about it. Well, That's what, uh, yeah. yeah, so the first time I was like, okay, this tastes totally fine. Uh-huh. I'm going to be fine with this. But after puking it... <laughs> Because uh, it's such a specific It's like tequila. I'm going to drink a bunch of tequila again the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So the second ceremony, it was really difficult right. to like bring it to your own mouth. So, oh, so God. yeah. So, yeah, the first time, um, um, for whoever doesn't know, ayahuasca is, uh, it has DMT in, DMT is in almost everything. I mean, not something, but it's in a tons and tons of plants. Oh, and then it's the ayahuasca vine that contains this um, MOA inhibitor, right? Because your stomach um, has enzymes that break down the active compounds of the DMT. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. And so with the vine, you combine, uh, there's tons of different plants in the jungle they can use that as a DMT, and that the ayahuasca vine has this inhibitor. So you drink that with it. Goes in your stomach, and that the ayahuasca vine says to the enzyme, like, "Hey, don't break down the DMT." Basically, oh, this no. MOA is an enzyme. No wonder that they make it. That there's so many, I, there's so many different kinds of like brews and batches. Right, the yeah. ayahuasca is always the same. That's the vine. So However, they can add like there's so many different plants that have. There's a lot of books on DMT, and it's like the spirit molecule. Yeah. There's a yeah. Netflix documentary. So it's yeah, a big thing. Always. Um, yeah. So, um, but it's the vine that lets it. You actually absorb, or else you have to smoke it. Like, no. you know, you can smoke DMT, and that gives you, like, a 15-minute explosion. That's, that's what the guy did in um, that, uh, 
is it called Tokyo? Do you remember that movie? Tokyo Drift? Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting turn for that, yeah. for that Hollywood film. <laughs> I smoke a bunch of DMT. Um, what, what was that film? It's like an experimental film where the guy like dies and the spirit flies around Tokyo. Fuck, I don't remember. Um, but uh, he smokes DMT in the beginning of the movie. But, uh, fuck, I don't remember what we're talking about. <laughs> so just, so you guys, is that a washer or something inside? I have no idea what that is. Should I let me one second? Oh, it's out here. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. It picks up on little stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Um, yeah, so so you take it. So you're there and there's the whole it's a whole ceremony, right? Because it's a big yeah. ritual and cer- cer- yeah. ceremonial kind of thing. It's a shaman and mm-hmm. so you're in like a good safe place, get that good set and setting going on in your head. Yeah. And so you drink this battery acid or smoky kombucha. K- kombucha. Yeah. And and then uh, how long before you start uh, yakking? Well, like oh, okay. half an hour. Yeah. It, half an hour? Yeah. I would say my, my recollection is like, so um, you, I would drank it like we we got different size cups as well the first time we both took the same cup size because he took our pulses and i guess our pulses were similar well he like took our pulses and touched our head right and they kind of get a yeah he thought we had the same energy yeah sure so we took the same amount yeah so we took the same cup which is like kind of a small soup bowl or whatever of it so it was like it was fine the first time but then um then the next time we took like a little cup and then the last time Mira, Mira took a medium cup and I took a big cup. That's like what he dished out for me. But, um, you so, needed some more medicine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were the dark side. <laughs> yeah, he just sees this like demon <laughs> over you. He just starts dumping it. He gets a Gatorade thing full of ayahuasca. Yeah, there no, you just hear he was like sweating and looking above him. We're drink this. You drink this. Yeah. Um, but, uh, for me, I mean, it's different. Yeah, for everyone, but like for me, like you drink it, and then it takes like at least twenty minutes to like pop in. So the first for the first few minutes, I was like, "Fuck!" Like nothing's happening because you cannot also not get experiences or like experiences. So I was like, "God damn it!" Like I came all the way to the jungle, right? Yeah, yeah. nothing's happening. This is such a lame thing. <laughs> and um, and but then it's like uh, the first thing for me is um, it, it kind of like is described, or I can describe it as like a metallic buzz. Like, because in the jungle, it's really loud. You mm-hmm. hear, like, all these animals and birds and stuff, and you hear, like, a wind. So you hear this, like, background noise, like... But then it kind of, kind of goes, like... For me, so it's, like, this little electronic, like, robotic, like, fly or something. Like the, like the... Like the, the insect detractors, those little lights people put out in front of their porches. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that, at that point, you're, I could start to tell, it's like... Oh man, like oh, it's coming. something like big you have is a little too much of an edible. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, more, <laughs> more than that. It's just like, yeah, but like, yeah, okay. Like this presence is like coming into the room. No for me. shit. Did it feel like that for you? Because for yeah, me, it felt like there was like something like coming or like like coming like welling from, up. I guess from within or f- kind of both. It was intrinsic. Like, or? It was kind of like. It was, I don't know, it's like hard to, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, there's no yeah, words, yeah, yeah. for I me, it didn't yeah. feel like, um, yeah. I was, I wasn't really scared because I trusted the shaman so much. Right. Like, That's if good. I was taking it, it by myself, right, I would be sure. freaking out, but, you know, he's like singing these beautiful songs. He set the songs. right path, kind of. Yeah. yeah, these ikaros, and he's like whistling, and um, he has a little shaker, <laughs> 
And so you just feel very, or I felt very safe and trusting of okay, him. And perfect. if anything went wrong, he was putting out good vibes. Yeah, exactly. So That's important. Yeah. For me, I first started seeing the leaves of the hut start coming in closer to me. Oh wow! And I like look over at him, at the shaman who's like singing, and I look right next to him. I can see a tree next to him, and in the tree, I see this like t- turtle man dancing, and I'm like, that looks like a ninja turtle. <laughs> Like, surely it's not a Ninja Turtle. Right. And then the whole theme of my first ceremony was childhood. And no kept seeing things from my childhood. And, you know, the shaman said, you're cleansing a lot of things right. as well. Right, right. And also, like, puking, you're really cleansing a lot through puking as well. Right. So, Physical and kind of spiritual entities kind of thing. Yeah. So, this whole time that you're... You're obviously hallucinating things. But yeah. do you, you know still that you are, like, sitting there next to Eric? Um, for me... Or are you in another realm completely and you, you can still hear the music of the shaman, but you, like, I mean, how, how does, I mean, I know it's probably hard to yeah. explain, but are you, are you in two universes at once or are you completely in like the ayahuasca realm or yeah. are you... For me, it was like, um, I would, it kind of feels like a dream. So you're like, when you're in the dream, you're like totally lost in that world. Right. And so, you know, I was in all kinds of places and I would also take on different personas of people, you know, I would kind of like... Forget that I was, well, I'd forget that I was Mira necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, so you lost your sense of self. Yeah, you lost but your I would, ego. That's, would, that's one of the main things that happens, yeah. Right. But you that's, have that inner voice still. Like, yeah. that inner voice is always clear. So you're still like thinking and observing and looking around. Right. And um, then I would kind of like, that dream would kind of, I'd kind of like touch my arm or I'd like hear the song again and kind of like be, um, bring awareness to the music again. Right. And then I kind of, be like, oh yeah, I'm like in the room. I'm like, yeah. I'd see the shaman. And I'd be like, oh, I'm in a bed. Like, yeah, that's well, really, the, yeah. The, yeah. The shaman, what he um, he like beats out these uh, incantations. He has a, like a shaker, and so he um, does a shaker and does a song, and that kind of becomes like your through line through the experience. That's why like he was so helpful because he kind of like. I guess he didn't fully explain, like, what he didn't really explain what happens. We just heard what everyone else was saying about it. But so then, um, you first sit in silence, but then he starts to, um, he'll take ayahuasca as well, and then he'll start to go, like, so he's kind of on the same, uh, like, spiritual plane. So he's like, he's, yeah. he's playing the music to, ba- like, yeah, that's the, yeah. the, the reality that you're all in. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of the interesting things that comes about when we are thinking of, like, a documentary or whatever. It's like, um, so you, you're all in the hut, but you all take ayahuasca. So you're in the hut, but like, you are in your, like, your brains are taking over, or the spirit world or whatever is taking over, and you're like, no longer, like, just in the hut, I think, right. in a lot of ways. I mean, like, would you agree? Yeah, like, and so you're, you're kind of, and so he just begins these uh, incantations that go like, dun, 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 and clean, clean our, cleanse our bodies right. and thing, and say like, come Mother Nature, like right. come all good spirits and like join us on this journey. Is and um, so he'll sing the songs, and then I mean it's a little bit different, but for me like you, you, um, yeah, you do begin to like lose a sense of yourself, um, or at least you. I bec- I would say this like you basically become like a peripheral character in your like consciousness because there's so many things that start to well up 
and you start to get like a strong wave of like visuals in your mind. You got like strong visuals yeah, as well. Yeah, very strong visuals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, um, oh, and so uh, yeah, you get like very strong visuals. And for me, the thing that made it so hard the first time is that the visuals became so overwhelming that it's like, like I couldn't focus on like what was happening. It was almost like I was having like a like some type of like a schizophrenic like experience or like what right. I imagine like you're going insane. You thought yeah, you, well, it's like you just can't like focus your thoughts at all. Or for me, it was just like so chaotic with what I was seeing that when I try and recollect like a, those that part of the experience when like the ayahuasca is really strong and like really hitting you with visuals is that I can't even remember it really well because it's just so chaotic that my brain is, like, not even, like, able to remember because so fast. Um, but then it kind of, like... And that's a part where I could see, like, people freaking Tripping. out. Yeah, yeah because... Balls, yeah. yeah, like, that's a part when... Um, because I've taken, like, mushrooms and LSD before and you kind of have that experience, but it's often, like, in a sense where it's, like, a bit control or, like, you feel like you can kind of, like... Controller, like, be a little bit like on LSD or mushrooms. You're saying you can control, yeah, it a you, bit? yeah, or like you have a bit more of like an ability to feel like more like in control of your body. Right. But like this, because the ayahuasca like hits you so hard in your body, and you basically kind of get like drunk as well, and you're like lying down on a thing. You you like I don't know. It's like I mean, do you feel like you had like a like control of your body in the? Um, no, but it didn't scare me ever. It didn't. No, so yeah, it wasn't like a um. You had like a bad trip on even on like weed. You ever smoked way too much weed yeah, or taken yeah, an edible yeah. that was just too strong? And yeah. You're just like you tripping out, like yeah, scared. It's, it's like it's like that. I've gotten that. So I mean, do you get? I actually does it not affect you mentally in that same way? It's well, more of just like a. I feel like you have control of your mind. You just don't have control necessarily. Well, because with weed, like when you smoke too much weed, it's like I feel like I don't really have control. Of my right. Mind. No, for sure. That's yeah. But that's what this, scares me about it. Ayahuasca type No, and this, it's like your inner voice is always really clear, at least for me. And yeah, it is you're, clear, what you're yeah. seeing may be crazy, but your inner voice, like you can talk to yourself, like you can calm yourself down. So you, you know can, for sure that you're just sitting there going like, oh, this, I'm on ayahuasca. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm can, that's, that's, some, that's something oh, that I, I'd kind of, I kind of like a mantra during the thing. Not really like a mantra, but of sorts where it's just like, oh, whatever. Like, oh, whatever. I'm going crazy. I'm seeing a crazy shit. Whatever. I can't uh, do anything yeah, about that's it. A, right. That's an excellent mindset to go in. I think yeah. you probably have to. Yeah. I've exactly. heard some people say when they're into it, they just say, like, mm, today's a good day to die. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> today's like, like, you know, just whatever comes, comes. Like, yeah. just gotta. Yeah. Because you're right, but weed, that's what scares me, Mir, is because, like, when I do too much weed or I've taken an edible, buddy's, like, oh, I have this cookie. Cool, I have one cookie. Did the classic thing, I've done it a couple times. I wait an hour and nothing happens. Give me another one of those cookies. Those are weak. And yeah. they both hit you. Yeah. And you're right. Like, I have no control. My mind is going nuts and I can't, Yeah. you know, it takes a lot, a lot of effort to stop it for like two yeah. seconds and then it just loses it again. So it's it wasn't like that though. No, your mind is clear. And also I it's think it's important, important to trust the shaman. Right, if for sure. If you have a shaman, you really trust. Right. Because like, I, think, I think even with weed, even though you can't control your mind, if you had someone who was there who seemed like some kind of special figure guiding your experience, right. you'd feel like, right. okay, it's going to be okay. It's cool. But, yeah, grandpa shaman is here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but no. He makes me milk chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> I remember what I was going to say is, um, so... Um, just going along to your earlier point about like how a lot of people are fascinated with it or focused on yeah. it. Now I wrote a, like a long explanation of what we've been doing to my family and, um, 
of what we've been doing in the Peru, and I I included like a description of making the doc about ayahuasca, but then also a bunch of other things. But then everyone just wrote back about like the, the ayahuasca, ayahuasca thing. But then um, also my uncle wrote sent us a link to a CNN report on ayahuasca where they went and filmed like with night vision cameras people taking ayahuasca right. and like people puking and everything like that. And um, what we're hoping, I guess, I imagine, right, is that we. It, the whole ex- it's weird to like film the actual ceremony in a way because like the actual physical process of the ceremony is like kind of very misguiding to what the actual experience is like right. because if you just see it right. you just see a guy singing and shaking a thing while right. a bunch of people are pe- especially in, <laughs> in western right. civilization we don't know what the hell that is I'm yeah not, to us that's that's uh you know yeah native american nonsense yeah it's exactly. what we've been kind of not maybe not told but like subconscious yeah. like ah oh, it's just nature hippie wishy-washy like yeah. new age garbage that they're trying to talk to these spirits I mean, yeah it's, it's nonsense is what we've been told yeah so you know so we're trying for the doc was trying to be more evocative of the actual experience and it's also hard because i mean like i don't know how one really shows that experience like in a movie um because it's very mental so but it's sure, just yeah. trying to evoke the actual experience or not i guess kind of just like evoke the spirit of it? It's, yeah. yeah, I mean, our our piece isn't really about, hey, this is ayahuasca, like, or try it, you know, it's kind of, it's about ayahuasca, but it's also about the shaman, mm-hmm. and it's about the shaman's connection to the earth, and right. the process, and his history, because right. his grandfather was a shaman, right. too, and the grandfather's grandfather was a shaman, so right. well, yeah, exactly. yeah, there's this beautiful, like, cultural history, so it's kind of understanding it more, less about the actual ayahuasca experience, right. and more about, like, you know the shaman and the history and like a bigger and that, picture. Oh, well, and that creates the experience. Huh? Yeah. yeah, I mean, until the industrial revolution, everyone had these strong connections to nature, and now we're in like we happen to be in this born in this one section of time where everyone's like, yeah, fuck nature. We're gonna yeah. build everything, and yeah. you know, and we're gonna have our food. We're gonna buy from the grocery store, and it's just you know, not that unless you live on a farm still, there's not that much connection. Yeah. And so now we see these people that are connected, and it's like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. yeah. They have this connection with plants. All oh, the plants spoke to them. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. yeah. You know? But then when you think about it, you're like, well, that makes a lot more sense than like, oh, uh, like, I'm going to name my fucking car. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. no, I have a connection with my car, but not with the plant. Yeah. Well, it makes a lot more sense to have a connection with a plant when you really think about it. Like, yeah. Throughout all of our history. What's yeah. What the- you always say about I'm gonna leave the farm to become a screen. Oh yeah, when I, well, ironically, when we were taking mushrooms, my friend like we just <laughs> kept joking about like uh, you know like fuck you farmer dad. I'm going to the city where it's real. I'm yeah. making this farmer life to become a comedy writer. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, yeah, that's kind of like why we were interested in doing these documentaries. So what became the theme of them was you know, de la tierra or like of the earth. Mm-hmm. And so we just were really interested in these people who are still very connected to the earth. Right, they've lost ways. it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we spoke to a farmer, we spoke to a shaman, and we spoke to an Afro Peruvian family that has a really strong uh, connection with their history okay. and who expressed their connection with the earth through dancing and music. Yeah. Very cool. And so, did you guys have yourselves kind of on there too? Like, like, oh, and then we went and 
Is no, it like that, or is it just kind of interviews, just talking to them and like yeah. showing the scenery, those kind of that yeah. kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, exactly. For this, yeah, we haven't really, we're yeah. not really characters in the documentary. Yeah, right? I, I'm, I usually try to avoid being being the spot in the in the yeah, yeah. on the other well, side. The podcast is perfect for you. Right? Yeah, he's, he's very good looking. In case you guys were wondering, exactly. <laughs> the most handsome man <laughs> I've ever met. I think he has a sixteen pack. Yeah, exactly. It's Brad Pitt with glasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah, we. I, it's still very amorphous. As well. That's what's kind of cool about documentaries. Like, um, I mean, I guess narrative as well. But like, it can still evolve, even though we've for like sure. shot a lot of it. We oh, still can like sure, look at sure. it and be like, oh, we we need these pieces, and we can still make these pieces. Like, get another interview or get more like material from them, like photographs and stuff, or have a narrator. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like what made it very open to building a through line because our through line was kind of not so solid originally. I don't even remember when we kind of made well, like it. Like you said, there. I think that's the best way to do it. I mean, like to not have a plan is to have a plan. Yeah. You know, and to just be open to it and to be open to change, I think, without having too strong attachments. Like, no, I'm making this about microfinance and that's Yeah, it. exactly. It may, you know, and then yeah. you get stuck in this, you know, rigidity that's just... Yeah, yeah. it's always, it's rigidity. good to start off with some kind of direction. Sure. So we're like, all right, we'll go into microfinance, but we're really open. Because if we yeah. didn't have that, if we're just like, oh, we just want to make a story about something. For sure, We for wouldn't sure. have been able to start up the conversation with Mark sure. Antonio saying, like, we want to talk to farmers. Plans without attachment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, so we took the ayahuasca and then on the final day I mean I was ner- I don't know I get more nervous maybe than you do about like I'm really like kind of closed in most of the time so like going up to people and being like hey I want to do a documentary about you is kind of against my nature for sure yeah. but um so the last day <laughs> I you guys made a good couple yeah yeah you know it's been that's one of the good things is uh Mira's very good at like um very being you know, very interpersonal mm-hmm. and um, you are very friendly yeah. yeah so it kind of like makes it easier very warm yeah, yeah for, especially for docs where it's just like we kind of have to uh, warm to the people first and even doing the interviews like yeah. it's kind of a long process and, of and, um, sorry not to cut you off but um, I think women have more of that that energy typically yeah. you know what I mean like motherly, kind of like, like a warm thirst. Not that one is ba- one, none is bad of the other. I don't want to get a bunch of emails from <laughs> feminists or something, but different. Yeah, yeah, but different. I think it's easier if I was approached by a girl that was really warm and stuff. And yeah, it's like, hey, I just want to interview. Like, yeah, like, cool. Like yeah. that sounds great. You know, and a guy, it's like, uh. yeah, I think, <laughs> and a guy to a girl or a guy to a guy, is this a difference? A different. Yeah. Um, it was interaction. Considering yeah. how like yeah like personal and intimate our experiences were with the people I think it was very helpful that we're like a couple because we kind of I guess the fact that you're seeing a couple kind of is a verification that both of these people are probably pretty cool if they like like each other enough <laughs> for sure there's someone that puts up with them enough yeah. for this long that they're not insane yeah exactly yeah. and uh, and then yeah we both like have different ideas and bring different things to it which is helpful but um so on the last day yeah we um did like two hours of interviews with the shaman and he spoke about kind of everything, his relationship with the earth, his family, the process of making us good. And then we just shot around the jungle. Um, yeah. And then we had that and uh, we, f- then we flew out of the jungle, I guess. And then, and then how do we come back to, Co- Oh yeah. And then we knew that we had to get down to Arequipa because then we got in contact with Marco Antonio saying like, Hey, we're out of the jungle. Um, also, I guess the timing of the jungle is weird because we had to get to the jungle at a certain period of time. So, which is why we had to go up to the jungle from Cusco, which just means you had to go back to Lima sure. to our, yeah. to Iquitos, right. then we flew back to Lima to take right. a bus back down to Arequipa. Yeah. 
and we met up with Marco Antonio again, which is another like amazing bit of like happenstance because he happened to be passing through our Kipo when we were there. Met up with him, made actual arrangements with him. Is that right? Yeah, Is he that... gave us he showed us photos of where we were supposed to go. Gave us Sweet. really interesting yeah. directions about how to get. To yeah, the directions are really funny because <laughs> like, it's like you take a combi to a bus to this to town combi, to this yeah, side, to go to this combi, brick wall. You've never seen. Then wait till you see the house on the hill and then yeah. get out. That's how all rural directions are. Oh, yeah, you'll see a dog taking a dump yeah. at the corner. Take yeah. a left. Yeah. Um, throw it's the also, dog a piece it's, of bacon. Yeah, it's also a testament to my how much we more comfortable we become in Peru because I keep saying this. Whereas like um, uh, like when we flew into Lima, we were just like, holy shit, this place yeah. is so weird. And it was at it was at midnight, so we were just like, yeah. and we had all of our shit. And we had heard like all types of stories about coming from the yeah. airport, right? And so we were just like, we need to make sure we can get into this apartment so we're like we're safe. But then when we got to Juliaca, we showed up at night, and Juliaca, I guess, is also considered. Like a dangerous city at nighttime, night. yeah. But so we just got like put in a random, like in front of a random building on some random side street at night with everything that we had. And then we called Marco Antonio and he's like, oh yeah, no one's there to let you in. So you're just gonna have to wait until someone shows up. And so we're just like, all right. Stood there just gonna have to, yeah. yeah. But eventually, nothing just, happened. Nothing. No, 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 we're just no, like, just, we're so tired. We're just like, right, I guess we're going to wait now. Yeah. Like, yeah. No just, fear. Just like. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. But um, eventually, yeah. his sister came. Yeah, his yeah, sister. sister. Came. Um, and she, she was, then we, yeah, and then that was kind of embarking on the next doctor. Yeah. Because, and that was like another group of incredibly warm, nice people. There's a lot where, of them out there. Huh? Yeah. That's so, kind so of amazing. We're, we're next. So you this guys are here. Juliaca. Yeah, so we started. No, 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 so I'm sorry. So after this, we're in Lima right now. Yeah. So where, where are you guys going after this? Oh, now? Yeah, so you guys oh, are here until um, when? We're here until the 21st. Which is Saturday. Which is four days away. Four days away. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saturday. Okay, and then you guys head to. To Florida for two days and then to Cancun. Oh, that's right. Cancun, you have a family union yeah, kind of thing. And then you guys are coming back down? Or? Uh, then we're going to California. Okay. And then we're going to Hawaii. Wow. <laughs> and then we're going to Australia. Wow. Wow. Well, there's a wedding in Hawaii. And we, we found like some airline deals that were kind of basically the same price to go directly from California to Australia. It yeah. was like California, Australia, or a stopover in Hawaii. And so it was almost like, as in many things with this journey, like, we knew that there was a wedding going on and we like said to Jermaine is getting married like he was like oh yeah you can come to the wedding <laughs> uh-huh, if you're ever in that part of the world yeah, if you're in town. so we're just like alright so I guess so we it. shall go to that part of town you guys are just running off with savings from like the jobs you had in New York yeah, yeah we worked for I worked exclusively for like a year and a half like killing myself like, just to save up for this trip yeah, kind of thing like, ever, like any time that I could get like a little bit more money or extra pay like I hated holidays because it's like fuck because I was paid by the hour <laughs> and it was like I wanted to work like but, five days a week yeah. all the time and that was solely for the purpose of, of this trip of I me mean, I was just like quitting it was, of it like was, being able to quit so you saving. can yeah it's kind of like reaching that escape velocity where I could be sure. like alright I don't need to be like in New York now I yeah, can live I was, for sure I was saving um, as well because I didn't know when my visa would end and if I was going like well, I knew when my visa was going to end, but I didn't know if I was going to keep working or what sure. I was going to do. Yeah. So I just wanted to save up so I had options. Ooh. How yeah. much longer do you, like, how much money do you have, like, 
don't need to tell me the exact amount. But how much more time do you have left with the amount of money that you have? Well, we have about eighty-five dollars. So, <laughs> so you guys wanted me to take you out to dinner? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah podcast for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring over some busy food. <laughs> um, wait, what was the question again? Sorry. Like, how much more time can you guys spend traveling? Well, we're going to Australia, so I need to get a job while I'm in Australia. Technically, this is the end of traveling. Like, technically. Uh, Hawaii, California. After after Cancun, California. Yeah. Hawaii, Australia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because Cancun, I guess... Cancun yeah, is like in a resort, all inclusive. Right, right. Your family. Your family. Yeah. Oh, isn't that awesome? When your yeah. family, oh my gosh. Places your family. After hostels and like yeah. weird sleeping on floors and stuff yeah, like that, that's, that's we're so thing. excited to yeah. just be like looked after. That's, yeah, that's seriously. A little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, we definitely worked on stretching the money that we saved up as sure. far as possible. Yeah. Another reason why I came to South America is because like just Jeez. it was like cheaper than living in the U.S. My original plan, actually, now that we were talking about, it, is um. Way back before I met Mira was I was just going to move to somewhere in the south of the United States, like Georgia or Louisiana or something, and then just like rent like a like a big space and bring all my gear and then just like work on some things I like put on the back burner while working. But then uh, that became more and more uh, un I guess it became more and more elaborate when mm-hmm. I met up with Mira as well. Yeah, right. Adventure Time girls, you always complicating stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, so, uh, yeah, but now, so we are in, ended up in Juliaca and, uh, then it was kind of, and so we then, they, the mother of Marco Antonio said that she could come with us. So she brought us to the farm. And, uh, so we took the combi to Juan Cane or Juan Cane, which is like the biggest air town in that area. And we took another combi to Rosa Spada and along the way was the farm. And so we hopped out at the farm and then hiked up a hill and then we were met by Damn. the abuelos as we call them. The abuelos. Um, one, yeah. One's a 88 year old man. The other one's a 90 year old woman who seems like they've been working like every day for their entire lives. just like <laughs> working the land. But they're like fucking like, so healthy. they're healthier well, than yeah. like or 88 year olds and 90 year olds. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. And, so they gave us their room. We didn't realize this when they gave us the room to stay in, but they it turned was, out to be like their room. And then they moved into another room. Do they smell like mothballs? Uh, what does, I don't know yeah. what it smelled like. I mean, it was really I'm sweet. Scared. Like when they, when yeah, we realized it was nice, his room, man. he was like, he was in there looking for a, an English book from his, that his daughter had used to learn English in the seventies. Yeah. Um, because we were jokingly like teaching each other English and Spanish and, and Ayamara. And, um, you know, then we realized it was his room and, uh, he was, and we we're like, oh my gosh, no, like, we don't want to take your room. Right. And he was almost in tears, and then I was almost in tears, just kind of, he was just saying, like, you know, no, but like, we appreciate your help so much, like, yeah. this is the least we can do, is like, give wow. Room. Yeah, because it's basically him, and it's, his, sometimes his family comes on the weekends, but he's like plowing all the fields and carrying, like, literally, like, what, 30, 40 pounds of manure on his back that's no, just in, like, these... Fertilizer. Yeah, fertilizer. So, um, yeah, what, was the, what did we do the first day? I'm going to have to get the name of that. Yeah, oh, I yeah, got the name. Yeah. I got the name, but yeah. I'm oh, yeah, I guess we should put you in touch yeah. yeah, because yeah. that'd be interesting. Yeah, um, but, uh, yeah, so the arrangement was we were going to make the documentary, but then we were going to help him in the fields and also cook right. for them, because they sure. don't... The wife, the, nine-year, the abuela... She used to cook, but then she can't really turn ninety. So she yeah, exactly. Like, so fuck cooking all yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, <laughs> so um, yeah, we kind of took over 
the cooking, which is kind of freaky. Because yeah. they're so old that we don't be like, oh, God, we killed them. <laughs> um, Crunch one bone. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And they were so, like, sweet. We just wanted to make sure that they actually liked the food. Because right. they would just say they'd like it. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. It was also weird because the kitchen was so weird that it's like, we have the ingredients, like, I know how to cook these things, I don't know what the fuck is happening, like, I don't know, like, why the things that we're making are so weird and hard, like, here. Well, it's like, we're so elevated as well. So yeah, it's also I was gonna say, just blame it on elevation. Yeah. yeah. Blame it on elevation, blame it on the water, yeah. blame it on, uh, the Spanish. Oh, yeah, we, Spanish. the, uh, they had no running water, they had no bathroom, the bathroom was like a latrine that was, you know, like, house. 50 yards away or so, yeah. Um, Sounds like an experience. Yeah, yeah. And the well was 200 okay. yards away. But luckily it rained each night that we were there, except for the last two nights, so there was a lot of water, like, in the farm. But, um, yeah, so we, or shall we, how how would we go about working, or when did we start working? Yeah, we started working the first day, because the daughter, you know, the afternoon, they right. were all going to um, do the chakra. The chakra, yeah, that was a word that became very popular. Chakra, yeah, and falta. Chakra, chakra, yeah. Yeah, it's like um, actually, I still don't know the exact definition of chakra, but I do know it's working the land and planting the seeds. Working, yeah, Yeah, working the field. It almost seemed like chakra was like used for like eight other things. It was almost like every other word that they would say. (laughs) It's like fucking English. Yeah, (laughs) kind of goes through the chakra a lot of. Let's go fucking fuck and then fuck that fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's kind of... Um, uh, so did we do that the first yeah. day? Yeah, we did the first day. Wow. Because um, they, they told us, like, we would, they're like, oh, no, you guys don't have to work or anything. Oh, yeah, but yeah. But then yeah. we realized they were, and we were like, okay, we kind of want to come and help, too. Like, we could yeah, yeah. We don't want to just sit here. Yeah, we kind of wanted to prove ourselves. So, like, not right. just be, like... Lazy or pure lazy or anything. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So we we got we got our first jobs. Eric was um uh had a bag of poop. No, no, no. That was the <laughs> that was the first day. The second day was when I had the bag of poop because we both were given picks. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we were just covering the ground. Yeah, the first day was like very simple. We just had like these picks to um after they so the steps were basically. Um, the grandfather, Abuelo, would, like, open up the earth with this, like, giant tool, and then yeah. one of the daughters would, like, put in a potato, mm-hmm. I and up. then... Eye I, I, I up. Eye up. Right. Oh, eye up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. the, yeah, you have to, the eyes are, like... Right. Yeah. yeah. And then somebody else would come around and throw in, like, the fertilizer, or the, you know... Uh, the poop. poop. Yeah, the sheep. <laughs> and then we would cover it with our picks. Yeah. And so the first day we were just covering it. We're like, all right, this isn't too bad. It was, it was really heavy, the pick itself. So yeah, we're like, yeah. all right, it's a good workout. And then the second day, Eric was given the task of the poop. Yeah, really you funny. get like, they, they take it's just sheep shit or whatever, <laughs> and then they burn it, I yeah, think. Yeah, they put it on fire. Yeah, and then, and then you collect it from right next to the sheep pen place and you put it in a big bag, but the bag, it's still like hot from, I guess, the fire and stuff. So then, um, you throw it on your back and then you just like grab handfuls of it and you just throw it into the hole, but you just like know that you're getting like old burnt just sheep shit, shit like under your nails well, and everything. And you're just like getting your throat. And you're just like, oh my God. The daughter told me that, um, like, like it had Ayahuasca. healed, it had healed people's hands. Really? Because it's got, you know, antibacterial, antiseptic properties. Huh. So her son had had a, um, like a wart or something. Yeah. And then from Here doing in. that, it just like fell off. Oh, wow. 
So we should be sticking Nature. our hands in the shoe <laughs> crowd. Yeah, exactly. Well, There's plenty of dog shit out on these streets. Yeah, I mean, We could just go pick some of those up. I don't know why there are not more cosmetic <laughs> shit stores. Uh, new business opportunity, guys. Yeah, yeah. cover your face in shit. <laughs> um, what about this cut on your hand that you show? No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I did the sheet. What were you doing but, that day? That day I was covering. Oh, covering. So, but during this whole time, you guys were, um, you, you talked to them. And yeah. Well, he talking them. Yeah, about, everything was in Spanish, and we were kind of. Of course, you guys must have yeah gotten yeah. improved a lot. Really? So you took three class. You took three weeks of it, mm-hmm. and then you left. Yeah. yeah. And I started and you, at basic. You started like, at zero. Yeah, basically. basic like yeah. a loss ah like mm-hmm. dolls yeah. and shit. And by the time you left after three weeks, you could hold a somewhat basic like kind of yeah like a basic conversation for sure. And you were doing six hours a day, or uh, I was doing the, the morning class twenty hours a week. So, so more in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then out there, I bet, it, especially just having to do this documentary. Yeah. Only right. in it, Spanish. Was, it was almost like, yeah, like we have to learn it. Like there was the real. Yeah. There was, to just, there was the only and way. And our roommate, there was Mima, a time, yeah. as well, she like didn't speak English or she didn't speak it a lot. So we would speak to her in Spanish. Excellent. And that helped. And we'd watch all the TV in Spanish. Right. I'd be doing Duolingo every day as well. Duolingo, yeah. 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 I remember you saying that the first day. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one too. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways, but yeah, it's hard to get. It's such a. Learning a new language, you can feel the neurons in your brain, yeah. like rapid, yeah, like building, work. like building the, like a bigger part of your brain, you yeah. know. And you what part is, but you seem quite like good at it, or like you're very quick at learning. <laughs> some people are. Some people pick up on it. Yeah. Um, some people don't. Are you? Can you pick up on it? You yeah, did yeah, school yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We both school. did school. I was in. I was in a different level though, because I had done some Spanish in school. Uh-huh. And Brother and father speak Spanish. Oh, they do. Which is yeah, kind of another. Why, where are they from? Uh, well, they're from California, but my father lived in Mexico, and my little oh, brother okay. lived in Spain. Oh, okay. So they both like picked it up. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I could do it. Too. I could speak as well, and um, I guess if we both do interviews in Spanish at certain points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, Shamira would interview, and I would interview. And then, um, yeah, in Spanish. Yeah. Then we both had to like communicate as well, but it was pre- it worked out pretty well. I mean, Abuela was very hard to understand, at least for me. I, for some reason, have like a really hard time understanding what's being said unless it's like very clear. Like, I can't talk to anyone on the phone right. in Spanish because it's just like right. way too. Old, old people in English are hard to understand. Too. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, yeah. So that, it was very hard to like no understand to him. Um, and he also, his, his language, his uh, Spanish was his third language because he knew Quechua and Ayamara. Oh, I knew Quechua too. Yeah. Um, and then also in the jungle, the shaman, his main language was some like native language. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Um, I don't have that much space left. Um, but a couple of things. One is, um, you guys need to read the book Breaking Open the Head by Daniel Pinchbeck, I want to say. If he listens to this, I might have slaughtered his last name. Uh-huh. But it's all about shamans and um, psychedelic journeys into shamanism. And it's a fantastic yeah. book, Breaking Open the Head. Anyone listening or you guys, you definitely would like it, especially after doing the ayahuasca. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really good. He goes into all that. He goes to Desi Boga and ayahuasca. He talks about, like you said, like, like a lot of people think it's the plant talking to them. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'd recommend that. Yeah. Um, well, so, um, 
I'm good to, so we can have people contact you guys and stuff. But what, with the ayahuasca, what, what, would you say that? Would you recommend it to other people? Would you recommend me for me recommend me to go there? Do you feel now more connected? Do you feel more disconnected? Do you feel more um, kind of just apathetic towards the world? Do you feel? I mean, like, what was going through your head, especially like after and stuff? Was it cleansing? Was it? For me, it was definitely cleansing, and um, I I felt more uh, good about where I was in life after doing it, I feel, because they were the things I was concentrating on while I was, um, uh, you know, on the ayahuasca after I'd taken it. Um, I don't know if I would recommend it. I think it's kind of a personal decision. For sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, well, oh, good answer, me. Very (laughs) diplomatic. Very very different than mine. Ayahuasca for babies. <laughs> ayahuasca for babies, billboards. Yeah, put on billboards. Ayahuasca's babies, giving it out at yeah. Toys R Us. Well, the shaman tried it for the first time when he was eight. Yeah, really. Yeah, and yeah. hated it. Yeah, and then he yeah. tried it again when he was twelve, and then he was like, mm, hated it again. Then he was like, you know what? I'm kind of curious about it. Tried it again. Really? Um, and he was like, yeah. yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So you, so okay, yeah. Depends on the person, but so yeah. you, you had it, but you have come out of it more. Well, in touch with yourself. More. Yeah, more um, definitely more comfortable with certain things. Because for me, like I had a lot of questions, like what should I do? Blah, blah. Yeah. But I always had this like beautiful voice or inner voice, kind of just being like, you know, like where you are right now is perfect. Right. And what you're doing is perfect, and just right. trust your own decisions. Like if I were to give you all the answers. Um, that wouldn't be right. Cause, it was like, full of fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you, you're doing the right thing. Like, you will come to these answers right. on your own and it'll be perfect. What yeah. do you think the inner voice is? Do you think that's God or do you think that that's just everyone's soul? Or it's just like everyone has kinda... an opinion. I guess we, <laughs> yeah, you I and I might have a different, different opinion. opinion. Yeah. Probably. Well, what's your opinion? Um, I guess, I guess there is, you know, there are these like spiritual ideas of like, there is your ego or like, sure. you know, like, you know, your yes, form right. and then there's like, the like voice in your head that kind of recognizes that has the awareness, right? Know, for rather sure. than just like being the, hungry. It's the like, observations and the ob- observer, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, I guess, so yeah. I guess, I guess, like that voice, I feel is more connected to for sure a bigger and that the ego universe. has a really nifty way of just permeating your entire body and not letting that inner voice come through a lot. Exactly. It's like this yeah. really nasty blockade yeah. with a moat with alligator. Yeah, I would, yeah. <laughs> I would say, okay. I would okay. say so. that there's probably a lot of like, uh, different roads to a similar place. Um, uh, I think, well, I think even just the, ju- this journey itself, cause as we were saying, like our discontents about our lives in New York and everything is just like, just the Peru journey was very helpful. I think, um, any type of experience where you can, kind of dissolve your ego a little bit for sure or kind of like reform yourself is always really important and ayahuasca is a very tangible way of doing that because you're being like hit immediately with and it's and so it's like a very active deconstruction of yourself um so i think that's really helpful um but, but it, i don't think you have to come to the jungle to like oh, do for it sure, for yeah. sure for sure um uh, mushrooms are fine too. <laughs> but, um, but then also like, you can know, find it, enlightenment walking yeah. down the street. Yeah. Right? Meditation yeah. or just like yeah. exactly. your friends or anything. For sure. There's certain moments that sometimes it's like, Oh damn, there it is. And then yeah. It, but then it vanishes. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. um, but, um, 
ayahuasca, when I took it, had a very strong effect on, as Mira and I were both kind of like in a zone of, I guess, exploration and kind of like asking some questions. And, um, and we're like, am I gay? Am I straight? <laughs> the, um, uh, yeah, they make you nervous, man. <laughs> uh, but, uh, am I gay? Am I yeah. straight? I just come book. I'm, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a, fr- oh, wow, that's a, d- um, but, um, my friend has a story about another friend taking LSD and like, I'm gay. Really? But, yeah, yeah. But, um, but, um, no, you're not doing Yeah, no, you're not doing But, uh, but, uh, yeah, the thing on ayahuasca was, um, I guess the thing, ayahuasca helps me, um, there was a moment where I didn't, I knew, I, I didn't know if I had like tangible questions, but it gave me like answers that I didn't even really ask a question for, no, but I like yeah, knew yeah. I needed in a way, oh, which shit. is very interesting. Like your subconscious kind of knew that it was yeah, wanting these I, things. I guess you, as they say, like you kind of like see the answers, even though you don't actively like see the answers in many ways. And so this, uh, the process was very helpful because I had like kind of a bad, and the time between, like, I had kind of, like, a bad, like, two years or so where I wasn't, like, doing, like, a lot of things I wanted to do. And I felt that I was not, like, going a, down a way that I wanted to go. For sure. And so, um, the ayahuasca kind of, like, helped put it into perspective in a yeah. way, or, like, that experience. And, um, so that was, uh, helpful. And then also, yeah, as Mira was saying, like, the ayahuasca came to a point where it's just, like, you know what? Like, you're a pretty okay guy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, don't worry so much. And that right. was, like, really helpful. Almost more than just, like, giving you, like, a tangible answer. Like, you For should sure. do this. It was more just, like, kind of, like, an introspective, like, calm of, like, you're okay. Like, you, I'm sure you'll make, like, a good decision, like, in the end. For sure. That was probably the most helpful part for me. It seems, it sounds like similar, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's much better than giving an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's just confidence. Well, also, it might, whatever it is, whether it's the plant entity, it's this other universe, it's yeah. another dimension, it's God, it's your soul, and it doesn't really matter. It's still giving you cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it might not, even, it probably doesn't have the answer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's such a complex and, like, you know, yeah. such. There's just such intricate forces yeah. I feel like it works no matter what it is. Yeah. And it probably doesn't have the answer. And it's really, yeah, just telling you that, oh, there's people, you get so many worries. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, just like mm-hmm. coat, like a good life you could be living. And then yeah. you're just coated with all these thoughts and yeah. worries. And I'm, I'm also very curious how it, like, doing it influenced our perspective on, like, making the documentary. It feels that it kind of, like, also helped unlock just sure. our exploration in terms of what we were documenting as well because of creativity kind of yeah or almost not well yeah kind of creativity but more just a philosophy of how we were working because as we were saying it came in like a strong idea for sure but it's more just like kind of being open to what for sure in our way yeah i was i was actually that's uh i'm glad you mentioned that eric because i was gonna say earlier that i think it's good you guys did it especially uh-huh. if you're making the documentary about ayahuasca it's good for you to do it, as opposed to maybe the cnn people that just go down there and like Look at these people throwing up in the weird brown yeah, making these noises. Apparently like, CNN explicitly told the reporter, like, you cannot do it. Like, yeah, she had to sign, like, a contract saying, like, you will not and do it. I mean, that's not, that's reporting. Yeah. But, like, such a third party, like, yeah. you're literally just reporting. You have to, like, get involved. So I think yeah. it's good you guys did it for the microfinance thing, just to come at it from, like, the viewpoint of this more enlightened or, like, yeah, yeah. like you said, it's more open. Yeah, yeah. More open, like, oh, like, you know, this happens, this happens, you know. I yeah. think, yeah, and unlocks the creativity a lot better that you can make a 
the documentary. Anyway, so with the stuff, um, with the documentary, with your website, with yeah. whatever you're into, if people are interested in it, when's it coming out? When you guys think you have some finished? What's a website? Ways that they can get in contact with you um, and check out the stuff you guys I, are working on. At the moment, well, so we're going to Australia, and I imagine that, like, at least my, or basically probably our, like, full-time job, or, like, at least our job is there is going to be basically editing it, or at least prepping, like, most of the things and getting it into, like, a state. So that'll probably be in, like, January, at the end of January. Or what yeah, we're, hop- we're hoping to get it done in three or four months. Okay. Um, but <laughs> it is a bit more of a complicated process than yeah, this. Oh, yeah, Because it's, gonna just... be, it's in Spanish. We need to transcribe it. For we need to sure. translate it. For yeah, sure. Get, um, get all the extra materials if we need them. For yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but... Um, but where would they... I have a website. Okay. Uh, it's my name, mirajoshi.com. So that's spelled... You might want to spell that out. Okay. <laughs> M-E-E-R-A-J-O-S-H-I.com. Like Yoshi with a J for like Mario... <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Mario fans. Um, so I'm going to keep it updated there. And okay. we have a... MiraJoshi.com. I guess we have, we have an email, email for the project, which is... ElCampoDoc, which is E-L dot Campo, C-A-M-P-O dot doc, D-O-C. And we just like the countryside doc at gmail.com. Perfect. So that's, um, Perfect. yeah, that's where we can kind of like answering most of the microfinance people. <laughs> cool. Cool. So yeah. if anyone... Has any microfinance? Well, I guess yeah. more. I guess it's not really. It's not really a microfinance doc anymore. It's more just no, a project. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they want to get in contact with you, and, and yeah, um, which you should. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah. or they can. Um, I'm excited. To, or they can uh, to see it. I'm yeah, su- I'm super stoked to see it. <laughs> yeah, it should be cool. You guys are interesting people, and I think it'll be an interesting documentary. Yeah, and I'm also jealous that you got your name dot com. You're a jo- like no Which, one that I've ever yeah. met can ever get you know their what? name it's dot com harder than you know for my name I was lucky because yeah. one there are a million Indian people who probably have the same Mirajoshi yeah. name and two um, the commissioner for the taxi and limousine division of New York um, was just named Mirajoshi right oh. before I was leaving. So, so you snapped that right before, right before her. Nice. <laughs> so I was oh, getting wow. emails That's from crazy. like the New York, uh, New York Times, being like, "Hey, uh, is this the same Mira Joshi who just got named this?" So I was like, "No." Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, she becomes president, and then yeah. you own that still. Yeah. And then she'll be like, "I need that. You can give me five hundred dollars if you want that URL." Like, yeah. Screw my career. Like, yeah. I'll take five million. Then you can the, microfinance the shit out of some. Or they can say like, "Well, we don't have a lot of money, but we can like overthrow a small country's government and set you up as the figurehead." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's Just a good trade. Yeah. Perfect. 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 Well, cool. Um, thanks so much for yeah thanks for so talking. <laughs> Fascinating stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Um, how, long, how long do you guys think that that was? Did, oh, you know, we just did it. It's an hour and 15. It goes up pretty quick, huh? It did not feel like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, so cool. Yeah, it's really yeah. fun talking. Thanks a lot. Yeah.